This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Brought to you by East Coast Christian Center. Morning Breath starts now. Well, good morning. I am Pastor Brian. Welcome to the show. And look, there's Keith Alderman over here with us today. Uh, Pastor Dan is away, and uh, Pastor Mark as well, who are your uh, staple Wednesday folks. And so... Uh, myself and uh, Pastor Keith Alderman are here. Well, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, well how, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm so good. I'm so I good, Be more. I was wondering you if you were going to say that you're doing well. <laughs> you're over there excited to talk. I'm Come so on. excited. I love Morning Breath. Morning how breath. are you doing? I'm doing very well, thanks. Yeah. yeah. I want to say hey to our studio engineer extraordinaire as well, Lane Branham in the house. How are He's you so doing, handsome. Lane? How are you doing? I'm Look blessed. Look at that. He's Look got that it. long, He's... beautiful afro. Oh, my God. Red. Red hair. Red <laughs> afro. Red afro. Go with it. Gorgeous dress today. And a beard. You got the... He's got the beard and the dress. That's, uh, I don't even know. We'll stop there. We were just messing around and having a good time this morning. Whoops. Hopefully you guys are doing well out there. Welcome to Morning Breath. We are a drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Maybe you're getting it at drive-time, or maybe you're getting it in the afternoon, or you're getting it at home on a podcast, or a, a few different ways you can get that. I'm going to lob it over to you, Keith. Woo. Would you uh, tell them how to get connected with the show? I would be delighted to. So our intention is that you actually read the chapter that we're going to read ahead of time, just like we do. That's a great way to do Morning Breath with us. And then we all kind of discover what's in the word together. Ways that you can get connected to Morning Breath is via our app. If you just went on the app store and searched for East Coast Christian Center, uh, you would be able to find our East Coast app and you could find out where we're going and where we've been. You could listen to previous shows. You could also do it uh, via podcast. Just search on iTunes and find us. You can also do it on our website, eccc.us, and click on the uh, Morning Breath link and you'll be able to to connect to where we're going and where we've been. You can also just call our office at 452-1060 and talk to our our amazing receptionist, Ernestine, and she'll take your information and we can mail you out uh, uh, just basically a letter showing where we're going to be next month so that you can connect that way. You could stick it on your fridge if that's a better reminder for you. And so those are the ways you can connect. It's a good way. Yeah, right on. We're in Matthew chapter 7 today, and uh, we tend to just kind of go through a book of the Bible at a time, four days, uh, Monday through Thursday, and then Friday we give you a special message, which is typically the message from the weekend prior um, here at East Coast Christian Center. This is a ministry of East Coast Christian Center, and we're in Merritt Island and a couple other locations across our community in Vieira at the Vieira High School. We recently purchased some land and are excited to build a building there, yeah. put our roots down firmly um, in that community. We've been there for, uh, I guess it's close to seven uh, years now. We've been portable Wow! between the uh, movie theater and, uh, and the high school, and uh, we're excited. We purchased a piece yes. of land, uh, Vieira Boulevard and Tavistock, over there by uh, Manatee Elementary, and and we're excited about what what God's doing in our community. We also have a Cocoa Campus um, out off of Friday Road out in West Cocoa that uh, does a few services every weekend. And uh, we have two campuses here in Merritt Island, the uh, Parkway Worship Center, Avenue Worship Center, basically on the same property side by side, doing uh, doing church every weekend. Yeah. And so this is a ministry of that. We want, like um, Pastor Keith said, we want to get you in the Word of God. We, we do believe the Word of God will transform your life. It'll change you. And uh, one other thing uh, going on around the church here that we want to draw your attention to, it's called Beautiful You. It's Beautiful a, You. It's a young girls event, middle school and high school girls. you want to tell us about it, Keith? It's kind of in your wheelhouse. Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful You is, is a wonderful outreach that we've done for a number of years now. And what, what it is is it's, it's a clothing swap that happens that we have clothes that are donated throughout uh, the, the weeks prior to it from you know different ladies of clothes that are in good shape. And, and basically, young ladies come in and they're able to, to look through clothes, kind of like shopping, and they have dressing rooms and, 
and that sort of thing. But it's also an outreach. That's a ministry where there's preaching and a message done. My wife's actually going to preach at it this year, which is nice. awesome. I'm excited for her to do that. Um, there's worship there. There's it's an incredible like an actual outreach for young ladies to feel their worth and their value through God's eyes rather than maybe the world's eyes, sure. and they get to get dressed up and, and, you know, just have a wonderful night that's just dedicated to them and making them feel valued. So it's an awesome outreach. We try to do it at the beginning of the school year, too, so they've got, like, a fresh uh, uh, wardrobe, yeah. you know, to go into the school year with. And uh, that's going to be this Friday at 6 o'clock in the Parkway Worship Center on Merritt Island. Um, if you've got a, a daughter uh, that's in the range of uh, 7th grade through 12th grade, we'd love for her to come on out to Beautiful You. Yeah, hopefully she get connected to some other friends too. If she's not been connected here before, she absolutely gain some friends. And it's it's definitely a, it's a the heartbeat hangout. of it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's relationships. It's building all of that. It's a good thing. It's great. Thanks for what you're doing in youth ministry. It's uh, it's changing the world. So excited about that. Yeah, man. I had a good teacher. It's did a, you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, if anybody Jesus. doesn't, yeah, yeah, Jesus, but also this guy across from me. If anybody didn't know, yeah. Pastor Brian did youth ministry for over ten years and and taught me everything. And uh, he's an incredible man and, and mentor. And now he's doing awesome stuff for the kingdom uh, on the Parkway Worship Center on the Sundays and executive and all those things. But yeah, it's fun. Right on. Let's get into the chapter before we uh, get too uh, emotional. Or <laughs> uh, we got Matthew chapter 7, New American Standard um, is what I'm reading from. What version you got? I'm going to read from New Living Translation. New Living Translation. Great. Yes, sir. I'm going to get you started. There are 29 okay. verses. So if you'll get us through verse 14, I'll pick it up in 15. And I say unto you, Keith Alderman, read, sir. I'd be delighted to. Verse 1, do not judge others, and you will not be judged, for you will be treated as you treat others. The standard you use in judging is the standard by which you will be judged. And why worry about a speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? How can you think of saying to your friend, let me help you get rid of that speck in your eye, when you can't see past the log in your own eye? Hypocrite. First, get rid of the log in your own eye, and then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friends. Don't waste what is holy on people who are unholy. Don't throw your pearls to pigs. They'll trample the pearls, then turn and attack you. Keep on asking, and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, everyone who seeks finds, and to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. You parents... If your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask him? Do to others whatever you would like them to do to you. This is the essence of all that is taught in the law and the prophets. You can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad and its gate is wide for the many who choose that way. But the gateway to life is very narrow, and the road is difficult, and only a few ever find it. All right, verse 15. Beware of the false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Grapes are not gathered from thorn bushes, nor figs from thistles, are they? So every good tree bears good fruit, but the bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit, nor can a bad tree produce good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. So then you will know them by their fruits. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven will enter. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name cast out demons and in your name perform many miracles? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them 
may be compared to a wise man who builds his house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and slammed against the house, and yet it did not fall, for it had been founded on the rock. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and slammed against that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. When Jesus had finished these words, the crowds were amazed at his teaching, for he was teaching them as one having authority and not as their scribes. Amen. Amen. So here we are, Matthew chapter 7, a whole lot of red going on here, um, Jesus speaking. Uh, we picked it up from uh, chapter 6 yesterday. Again, a lot of red, a lot of Jesus teaching stuff. Yeah. I I don't know, there's a there's a lot in this chapter that we could dig into. <laughs> I love, um, the, maybe just the heartbeat of this show, I just want to uh, maybe reiterate this. The heartbeat of this show is not a teaching program. We're not going to teach you every detail, every verse, line by line, verse by verse. The, the goal of this is that what stuck out to us as yeah. we read the chapter, what did God breathe on and what is God breathing on in our devotion time, in our time together? And so... Um, there's a ton that we could teach on in this chapter. This chapter is just thick with stuff. Um, but I, I guess I would love to just maybe start over with you, Keith. What uh, what stuck out to you? As you read the chapter, what 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 just jumped off the page and you feel like I was speaking speaking about? And uh, we can go from there. Yeah, probably about six or seven things. That's so. it. <laughs> How about one? Yeah, one. Um, I'm going to go after uh, the section of verse 21 through 23, which is, not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father yeah. in heaven will enter. Um, that's pretty. It's pretty heavy. That's like yeah. a. That's a pretty heavy statement. You know, there's there's definitely all these ebbs and flows of like oh all of this uh, um, like excitement for what the kingdom of God is, and then these really heavy statements of like oh man okay only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. I think that if you stop there, it would be it'd be easy for every single one of us to disqualify ourselves yeah. um, with, well, I guess I'm not going because I've definitely not met the will of the Father, um, you know, always, every time, every time yeah. in my life. You know, I, every, <laughs> I can't make it a day without doing it, you know, sometimes an hour. Yeah. And uh, But I love uh, verse 23. He says, I'll reply, I never knew you. And uh, that that to me is, I think, what sticks out um, the knowing him versus knowing about him. Yeah. The knowing him versus, uh, I know what the word says. Okay, but do you live the word? Is it alive? Is it you? Is it all that you think about? Is it what you you breathe? Is it what you strive for? Is it your identity? Yeah. Um, I was talking uh, a couple weeks ago at TNT, which is our youth ministry, and uh, uh, just talking about this this idea of we're you know our lifestyle of prayer and worship and reading the word and then repeating that yeah. again and again and again and we can't just talk about the power of prayer and we can't just talk about the importance of worship and talk about the the worthiness of the word we need to live those things and actually you know become I pray I talk to God all the time. I never stop talking to him. I never stop glorifying him and delighting in what he's done. And I never stop studying and learning more about him and more about who I'm supposed to be. And those three things are done through prayer, worship, and reading the word. And that's just a simple little like way to do that. But yeah. the heartbeat behind it is I'm going to know him. I'm going to know him, not just know about him. And I think that that's the big thing that he's trying to get out here is that we're not going to just say, oh yeah, Lord, Lord, and I know how to do things. It's not about knowing how, it's about being that. Yeah. And that's what I think he's getting at here and what I'm always pushing towards. And if you're doing that, he knows you. Yeah. He knows you. If you're aiming for, I just want to know you more, he's sitting there going, me too, great. Yeah. Let's do this together. 
I, I like I like the uh, the idea of I knew you um, versus I never knew you. <laughs> uh, you know, like man, I, I want to know God. Yeah. I want to grow in my knowledge of who He is. I, I think that you know, actually doing the will of the Father is. We're gonna we're gonna do that by knowing him well, right? Yeah. Like if we don't know his character, we don't know much about him other than he's this God over there somewhere. Versus, man, he wants to be close from creation, from Genesis. Yeah. He walked in the cool of day. He wanted closeness. He wanted intimacy. He wanted to do yes. life with us. And you can do a lot of good for God without being all that close at times. And right. we can get in the very r- religious and you know thought of going, well, I'm doing this for you, and I'm doing that for you, and I'm. Maybe I'm 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 tithing for you, or I'm reading my Bible for you. I'm doing serving for you. I'm working hard for you. All this for Him. But how about doing it with Him? How yeah. about actually engaging in the knowledge of doing life together? You know, in Genesis, the the intimacy thing of walking in the in the cool of the day together. You know, that was the that was the design. We were designed to do life with God together. And then even so, He He made a helpmate for Adam to do life close with, right? Like there's a closeness part that we have to, in relationship, get better at and not feel like this religious thing that we do is a a religious act and it's an hour a week and we just kind of program it into our lives and it's all we do is we do church so we're good, right? And Mm. we did this thing on a Sunday and so it's good, right? This is doing life together. This is doing life 24-7. This is like... You can't. You're not fooling God with. Oh, the tree looks good, right? Like we we read about here that <laughs> hey, it's got good fruit over there. Well, the what's really going on? And Jesus is always up in the ante. He's always digging in the heart a little bit. He's not just going, hey, let's talk about the outside. Like I mean, there's there's a place in scripture where he calls people a you know a whitewashed tomb. You know, like I mean, that's pretty. It feels harsh. It feels hard, right? But the reality is, he cares about your heart enough to tell you the truth and to yeah. love you into something better than leave you alone over there. And he's he's teaching here, not as the scribes, which is how it closes out here at the end. You know, he teaches as somebody who has authority that actually knows that has some, you know, that there's some punch behind his teaching because it's it's the real versus the scribes who are just reciting things, you know, and can just get rote. And uh, yeah, the design of our our relationship with God was never meant to be rote. Even this program is not meant to be wrote. We don't just read a chapter because we have to or because we got to get on the radio and do this thing. We actually, I'm hungry to learn. I'm hungry to grow. When I read my Bible, and hopefully you out there, when you dig into the chapter, you're going, you know what, let's find some things in here. Let's dig for a little bit of gold, see what God wants us to breathe on today. And that's the value of of getting into the Word and really growing. And so I just love, I love the concept of closeness. I love the intimacy part. And if we know Him, we'll be doing the stuff that um, that we're asked to. Yeah, I think it's great. Um, it definitely speaks. You know, you're really hitting on some things. I think of like in ministry, and yep. you know, like um, you're talking about the scribes, you're talking about the Pharisees, you're talking about the people that knew that should have known Him oh, sure. better than anyone. Sure. And these are the people that are blind completely to it. And I take that like as a pastor, and you're a pastor, and we're in ministry. Like this hits me really hard sure. on the side of like what you're saying. It can't just be. Oh man, we we did that service. Yep. Business is done. What's next? Yeah, it's got to be something something real and intimate. And I, you know, personally, um, for me, what I what I always do is uh, as I take the time, you know, and it could be, it could be thirty minutes because that's all I got. But honestly, I try to make it um, more like two hours or three hours before I got to do ministry. Before I got to go do that thing, yeah. is that I make sure that I that me and him are good. Yeah, that we've spent time together and just in relationship and. My granddaddy used to to say he was a minister too. He used to always say that uh, he couldn't go do church without 
you know, his spirit meeting the spirit of God. And he would go sit in his room alone and just pray until and wait until that moment happened that, okay, now I know that he's with me and I'm going to go do it. Now, of course, God is with you always. And he wasn't saying that God wasn't with him. He was just saying now he was more aware and in tune with, okay, now my heart's in the right place. I'm with him more. And, uh, and then he'd go do his thing. I, I, this makes me think of the verse in, uh, in, uh, oh man, oh man, I'm gonna blow Somewhere. it. I think it, First Thessalonians, where it says, uh, "Pray without ceasing," yeah. and uh, or NLT says, "Just never stop praying." Yeah. And um, <clears throat> prayer, let's just call it what it is: talking to God. So looking at this, never stop talking to God. And uh, I, I, I love this idea. You know, we can hear that and we go like, "So what do I do? I just like, I just have to put myself in a bunker and just constantly yeah. pray." Like, no, that's not what it's saying. But a perfect example of this for the way I've looked at it is uh, is uh, my best friends and maybe my wife, maybe like Josh Ellis, people like that, even you. Like, I don't s- start the conversation again. Yeah. Or, or I, you know, every time I see you, right. I just continue it. Right, it's good. And so, like, whenever I see you this morning, I don't go, hey, good morning. Hi, I'm Keith. How are you? Good yeah, you. all of that. <laughs> I just start talking, Yeah, you know, about whatever like oh man this you know and we keep going the conversation has never stopped with my wife i don't like see her in the afternoon and then start all over again with hello there you know all of that i've never said hello there to my wife you know but i i just start the conversation again and uh, i think that's what it's really getting at is that if i'm gonna pray without ceasing then i'm just constantly talking to God about everything. Yeah. You know, um, there's these moments in our day whenever we just have lulls, and I would talk to God about those moments. You should talk to God about those moments. Yeah. Um, you know, he wants to hear that stuff. You know, it might be crazy and edgy, but why are you, uh, why are you on Facebook gossiping about so-and-so? Why don't you gossip to God about it? Well, why don't you talk to God about, you know, your issue or whatever and stuff? Can you believe she was wearing that, God? Yeah. <laughs> and then what will happen is God will probably go, why don't you pull that log out of your eye before yeah. you start pointing out other people's specs, right? Yeah, and uh, and that's where that whole you know constantly in communion with Him, I think, is a is a yeah, really powerful. It's thing. amazing what happens with our with our criticalness, our judgmentalness, like <laughs> all the the kind of the the places that are yet to be redeemed in our lives when we spend time with God. Right? Yeah, yeah, when we yeah. get into His presence, man, our cares really do change. There's an incredible there's an incredible song out there that that. Um, Talks about that the things grow strangely dim, like in light of his gospel, the, the goodness of who God is, that everything else kind of grows strangely dim. Like that things can get very small when we make our God very big, right? And so we get close yes. to God. God seems so incredibly big, incredibly loving, incredibly awesome that, you know what? We're okay even dealing with that log in our own eye with God versus you're picking at something that's over there across the way, which is at the beginning of this chapter. It says, You hypocrites. Jesus isn't holding punches back. You hypocrites, you take <laughs> first take the log out of your own eye, and then you'll see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. You know what? Many times we're so jaded by some of the the filters that we've put on our own life, that the way that we look at people because we got stuff that's in the way, right? Like this log is a is a picture of something being in the way, so you can't really see what you're supposed to be seeing. You know, many times just our experiences and our our the the life that we live and you know. I'm I'm not a police officer, but I could imagine that it would be challenging at times as a as a deputy to believe the best about people all the mm-hmm. time because you're dealing with people who are quote unquote, you're looking for what's Everybody's wrong lying like criminals to you. Yeah. yeah people are always trying to get off the hook right yeah um, similarly a medical person who's dealing with sickness all the time might have a hard time believing God for healing like right. these are normal natural experience things that can change how we see certain situations well 
if we're not careful, we can we can find ourselves, and that's not lumping every doctor or every medical someone or every deputy into something. I think it could just be a very natural instinct as your experiences yeah. do something for you. Yeah. Well, I think Jesus is actually talking to some people here going, hey, don't let your experiences and your filter or that log, that thing that's got you caught up or hung up, become the filter that you use to judge somebody else. Let the Word of God become yeah, that. Let, let what... Let what the closeness and your relationship with Christ and what the scripture says about circumstances. And you have some, you know, some righteous anger sometimes about things that you see around in your community. You know what? Talk to God about those things. You know, let let God deal with people, right? That's good. Now, we're supposed to love people, and loving people t- means telling them the truth, right? Like we're not gonna we don't have to hold every punch back and you know be gentle and just so sweet all the time and never confront something. But man, many times we want to confront stuff way too quick. We're gonna jump in there and we're gonna be blasting people. And Jesus, for him to use this, you hypocrite, he had some relationship here. He wasn't just launching grenades at people, right? right. He wasn't just blowing people up. And uh, I think we should be careful that we're loving people well. You know, he actually addresses this, how you deal with people. Treat people as the same as you want them to treat you in verse 12 of this chapter. That is the that is like the summation of the law and the prophets. It says this is the law and the prophets. This is what we stick it all together. Hey, let's care for people alongside us as you want to be cared for. You know, let's let's give good gifts to your kids, right? Like let, you're not going to give things to your your family and your friends. And he's, he's really putting a check on going, hey, you know what? We got a good God here. We got a good Father that wants to help you do life. We want to help you minister and love people around you. I think if we're not careful, we can become very naturalistic instead of the supernatural becoming very natural to us. I would love for my life to be at a place where the supernatural becomes very normal. And instead of my normal and my experiences really balancing out how I do life, I want the spiritual, supernatural power of God to be flowing out. And that's the heart of this chapter, I think, is let's let the supernatural power of God flow out of a relationship with him and not out living out of experience only. Absolutely. I think a, a great practical way to do this on the whole, why worry about a speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? You know, I don't always see the log in my eye because there's a log in my eye. Um, but what I do, I try to make the habit of if, is as soon as I start to start to see fault, yeah. right around me. Which, guess what? All of us have fault. True. Okay, done. But as soon Especially as I Lane. start to, Lane's got a lot. <laughs> I'm just kidding. As soon as I uh, start to see that fault, a really good thing, a habit to make is God help me. Yeah is to start, that's when you get on your hands and knees and you start going, God, where am I weakest? Because if I see somebody else is weak, that's just a reminder that I am too. Yeah. And those are the moments whenever I need to stop and pray and go, God, please show me where I'm weakest. Yeah. How can how can this help me? Am I suffering in the, or messing up, just dropping the ball in the same area? Maybe I'm too harsh. Maybe I am judgmental. Maybe whatever. And I need to look at that side of me. So... That's a great habit to get into is that as soon as you start feeling that like, ah, them, you need to look at yourself and go, well, what am I doing that, you know, that I can change to point towards being more like Christ, you know, and that's how you're going to minister to those people. You know, coming to people with vulnerability, coming to people with, um, I'm sorry, coming to people with, I've messed up, uh, is definitely opens the door up. To you to be able to help others and you be able to, to minister to them. Uh, whenever you come in, like you're saying, and just throwing grenades at people, I mean, Jesus, above all else, was the one that could do that, you yeah, know. Authority. But all of us have dirt on our face. And so if we're willing to come to one another and go, you know what, I've messed up and I'm sorry, 
um, that opens that door up to you to be able to to talk to them and you know get that ought out as you yeah. will. You know, I talk to a lot of uh, a lot of these apprentices a lot of times, and our apprenticeship at the church is is these young adults who are living in a house together and they're growing together in ministry and they're they're working at the church and it's awesome stuff. But you know, being in a in a house with like three or four other guys, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know, like give it like two weeks and there's there's some flames going, you sure. know. Um, but I talk to them, and I'll talk to them individually, and I'll say, you know, if you come at one another with this, like, hey, you're always doing this, you're never going to get anywhere. Right. But if you'll come at it with, you know, like, go out together, you know, away from the work, away from the, the home, away from everything, go out to Starbucks, sit outside, and get that ought out. Yeah. But you got to start with, where have I messed up? Yeah. And I'm sorry, you know, for those things. And then and then you express it like you're saying. You, you don't just, like— push over you know you got to get stuff out and all of that but um but that's how you're actually going to be able to connect better uh, on a relational side of things rather than just coming and throwing bombs and people are just going to close off and they're going to think you're an idiot and they're just not going to listen and they shut down like we all do and uh and then you're just wasting what is holy on people who are unholy right (laughs) so i just tied back into verse six but there's a great uh a great line from the movie um the man from snowy river which is stop throwing effort at the foolishness And uh, that's this this don't throw your pearls to pigs. If you're all you're doing is constantly looking for debate, you're not getting any fruit anywhere. And so that's that's both with you know that's just across the board of any sort of debate. Debate is just fruitless. It's not going to go anywhere most of the time. But if you'll open up a relationship with people, yeah. and if you'll connect to them and talk to them and show your heart and then ask for theirs, then you're going to actually get somewhere and have some fruit. We got to take a break. So uh, we'll, let's do it. All right, come right back. <laughs> You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. People often say kids are like sponges. Their powerful young minds will soak up anything and everything. This is true, especially during their toddler years, which is why it is important that they be in a fun, friendly, God-centered learning environment like East Coast Christian Academy. We offer activities in the areas of social, emotional, physical, and spiritual to guide those minds toward all that they were created to be. Contact Cindy Smith for more information at 453-KIDS. That's 453-5437. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too small or too big. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Or visit us online at ineedafencenow.com. Overlook Ministries. Our country is in crisis due to addictions. Overlook Bible Training Center offers a free one-year live-in program supported by our Christian community, saving lives and restoring families through the Word of God. TNT, the new thing. Church for the fired up teenager. Come out for a night of worship, growth, and good times. Every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. at East Coast Christian Center. For more information, call 452-1060, extension 149. For frequent updates and events, check us out on Facebook and Instagram. East Coast Vieira meets every week at Vieira High School at 9.15 and 10.45. With a high energy and dynamic children's ministry for all ages, East Coast Vieira Youth meets every Sunday night at 6 p.m. For more information or to learn more, our website is vieira.eccc.us. Welcome back to the show. 
This is Morning Morning Breath. All right, just uh, in closing, I want to look at this one more verse here, verse 14. Uh, For the gate is small and the way is narrow that leads to life, and there are few who find it. And that feels like, man, I better do enough. I better, I I hope I'm one of the few. And uh, I think we can rest assured in in the scripture that he who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. I I think that's true. You, I I don't think I know that's true. Amen. I also want to, I want to say, you know, it feels hard. Like, man, what if I'm not going to be? And what, you know what? It's an honor to to serve Jesus. It's an honor to do some things that are maybe a little bit outside of the the main flow of life, you know? And that's what this challenge really is, is that, hey, it's broad that leads to destruction. There's another verse in Proverbs 14, 12, is a way that seems right to a man, but in the end leads to destruction. And you know what? We can't always just be doing what seems right. We can't be impulsive and blowing people up. Let's go love people well today. Let's love God well. It's going to yes. take a little bit of effort. This isn't going to be like cruise control and just happens. Yeah. Let's dig in a little bit today. Thanks for tuning in to the show. You've obviously dug in. You want to learn more. You want to grow. Thanks for all you're doing in, in growing the kingdom out there. And uh, let's go change the world together. Let's we do, do it. it. All right. God bless you guys. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.